Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Xcoders Community Podcast. You can check out our in-person meeting schedule on xcoders.org or our meetup group uh, also online. Um, I'm Liz Marley. And I'm Jared Sorge. So Jared, you're actually speaking at our next meetup. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you're talking about? Sure. Yeah, I'm on the schedule for August. Uh, I'm giving a talk on Xcode projects, the things that we all love to interact with and have merge conflicts to deal with. Uh, my talk is about making them uh, somewhat ephemeral, using a tool called Xcodegen to programmatically generate your projects based on specs that you can actually read in your repository. Uh, so there's... Uh, a technique, a tool that I've been using called Xcodegen, which I learned about from uh, starting at Lyft, and it's actually been really cool and freeing to not have to worry about Xcode projects anymore. That sounds really useful. Maybe I'll bring some of my teammates to hear that talk and see if we can adopt it. That would be cool. Uh, That'd be really cool. That's my hope, actually. Nice. Speaking of bringing people to Xcoders, we had last... some new folks last month. That was really cool. Yeah, it was really awesome to have new folks in Seattle last month. We had new attendees, and our presenters, this was also their first time presenting at Xcoders, and they did a pretty great job. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I interviewed Drew, who gave one of our talks for the show last month, and it was really, really interesting. Um, but the yeah, the coolest thing is that we we got new people, and you me you mentioned Meetup earlier, and Meetup is kind of a pain. We have a love hate relationship with it because it's it's annoying to administrate, but it's also where we get a lot of visibility. So. Uh, it's working, which is really cool. And we got some, some new folks. They even Hooray. came out with us to the Cyclops. The pain is paying off. Yep. It's true. And I'm hoping that we roped in at least one person into giving a talk. We'll see. No spoilers yet, but uh, we had some really good conversation at the Cyclops. So I think, I know I come back to this a lot, but the community is really what makes Xcoders what it is. And a lot of that happens outside of talks. The talks are great, don't get me wrong, but the real place where the community happens is at discussions at like the Cyclops or at Endless Coder Night. So I really hope to see everyone listening out there at some point and uh, come and say hi, and and um, we'll get to, we'll get you plugged into the community. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of that community and it going way beyond just the Xcoders official gatherings. Um, I just launched my blog relaunched. Anyway, I have a new <laughs> blog domain. And Woo. thinking about how I made that happen, I realized that like every piece of that was can like came from help I got from people I know from Xcoders. Uh, yeah, I was trying to write my blog in, I don't know, Jekyll, GitHub pages, that's what it was, mm -hmm. and getting mad at it, and someone from Xcoders volunteered 
their partner actually to jump in and help me with it. And instead he talked me into using a completely different blogging platform. So he solved my GitHub problems by not solving them and instead getting me a tool that better met my needs. What's the tool so you're using? I, it's called blot.im. That's their domain name. Mm -hmm. I don't think I get any referral credit for you going and using it, but I really like the way that it, um, you can add blog posts either by uh, sending them to Dropbox or the way that I'm using is committing them through Git. And okay. so I have a change log of my whole blog and I have a copy of it locally because I have a copy of the repo. Mm -hmm. How, are you set up to blog on iOS at all? I'm still piecing that together. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to crowdsource some recommendations for markdown editors. and. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of those. I started using IA Writer on iOS not too long ago. I was a Ulysses user, but never found it worth the subscription price once they went subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, IA Writers is really good. Uh, and then working copy to do the committing and pushing to your repo. I think that's going to be a nice solution for you. Cool. Um, maybe you should put those in the show notes so that I remember to look them up later. Absolutely. This is real-time community feedback, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> look, the community is being helpful again. So what what's your domain? Where are you blogging at? So I am blogging at arrayofstrings.com. And I came up with that sort of punny reference myself, but it took somebody else in the community, uh, frequent presenter and attendee Olaf, to point out to me that that domain name was actually available. And I could... <laughs> I, it wasn't just a like joke in my head or the secret title of my blog. It could actually be my domain name. So I am super excited about that. It That's a totally great fits. name. It fits my like sense of humor so well. Plus you're knitting. Yeah, and yeah. When you if decide I to ever... throw code out the window, it can still work. Right. It then it'll just your knitting be the, blog. my knitting blog, the name of my yarn store. I'm all set. <laughs> Do you want to start a yarn store? That'd be pretty cool. I, it sounds tempting. It would sure give me a discount on um, all the money I spend on knitting. But <laughs> It's true. All your stuff gets uh, sold to you at cost. Right. But then I have to like get other people to buy it and then I don't get to keep it all. This might have flaws in this plan. I'm sure we could figure something out. Start an Etsy store or something. Yeah, maybe. That way you don't have to buy a storefront in the expensive Seattle area. Yeah. Probably wise. And, I mean, it's all digital. Like, if it's an array of strings, it's kind of a digital concept anyway so maybe it should be an online only store that'd be cool so is this your first crack at blogging i was blogging for a while on medium um mm -hmm. and the first serious post i did for this blog was inspired by 
a talk that I've given at Xcoders over in Redmond and at a conference. And then I looked back at all my Medium blog posts and realized that a bunch of those were also based on or preparation for talks that I gave at Xcoders. So again, oh, Xcoders cool. gets a lot of credit for powering my blog. That's really cool. I like it. Um, so what made you want to go away from Medium? Um, Medium's kind of changing their business model right now. And it seems like they really, really want everyone to be logged in every time they're viewing a Medium post and mm -hmm. a couple other things like that. And fundamentally, it's my writing. I want to have control over that user experience and feel confident that if, if it vanishes from the internet, it's my fault and not somebody else's. Yeah, totally. Or that I can delete it if I ever want to. Although it's going to be in a Git history forever. Yeah. <laughs> Is your repository public or private? It's, I think it's private. That's a fair question. But like, it's not like there's a GitHub or a GitLab repo. It's just a oh. Git repo on the blot server. Oh, so blot is a Git host. Yes. Interesting. That's cool. I could probably set it up with two upstreams, one of them being blot and the other one being like GitHub or whoever, but I haven't done that yet. That's fascinating actually. I'm my blog is also Git powered. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I'm hosting it on GitHub currently, and I've got a webhook on GitHub. When it receives a new post, it pings my server to pull the latest version of the repo. And that uh, webhook to my server is really fragile. And even just yesterday, I was looking to re to integrate that into my blog engine, and uh, it's more of a pain than I thought it was going to be. So the idea of actually putting the repo on the server is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And the server takes care of converting the markdown to HTML. Mm -hmm. And it's just pretty... So far, it's pretty sweet. I've only been doing it for like a month or so. So mm -hmm. there could be hiccups. There could be pain. But so far, so good. Nice. Do you have ideas for future posts that you want to share? I'd like to put the rest of my Codable and NS coding talk up there. Um, I kind of did part one, and I think I've got at least one more part, maybe two. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, I'm not sure yet. I could jump on the Swift UI bandwagon and um, start talk talking about what I'm learning there now that I've got Mojave installed on my personal computer. Maybe that's my next quest. I don't okay. know yet. You're also you also did the talk about colors recently, right? Right. So when I did the codable and NS coding talk, I used color contrast as my primary example mm -hmm. because I found a website that uh, gives you JSON responses for color contrast, mm -hmm. and so. That information is partly tucked right into this decoding or decodable ah. post. 
I could have made it its own topic, but I kind of like having, I like having things that teach on a couple levels at once. Mm-hmm. Like, here's this very technical, decodable talk. And oh, by the way, you should care about accessibility. And here's <laughs> one way that you can more easily get accessibility information. That's cool. So that's what I've been up to lately. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to, Jared? So I've been working on an update to my app uh, called Scorebook, and that got released today, which I'm really excited Yay. about. Yay! Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. I've been working on it for a few months, and actually the the backstory is that this is the stuff I wanted to do right after I shipped 1.0 uh, four years ago, and... Now it's actually back in something that I'm working on. Um, but I've got an iPad version out now, so it works on iPhone and iPad. And I added support for dynamic type because Paul Garaki is really convincing that I should do that. Um, speaking of accessibility. Speaking of accessibility, exactly. And Xcoder nice. stocks. Yeah. Like it's all coming full circle here. Um, but I'm I'm really happy with how it turned out and uh, and just that it's out. So... Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. That's awesome. Any particularly interesting bugs you tripped on along the way or just something you're really proud of? I I cursed past Jared quite a bit uh, for things that I did when I was building it originally. Um, I made some assumptions that, that proved to be pretty faulty. And along the way, uh, I had been working on it a little bit like... Um, there are different architectural patterns that are popular throughout the community. Like uh, I did a big coordinator re- refactor two years ago, I think it was, um, and have moved from coordinators as objects to coordinators as view controllers, essentially, to actually make them compose well within UI kit. And hmm. those are uh, concepts that I've learned from uh, Sarush Kanlu, who was the main coordinators guy, and I actually gave a, an Xcoders talk about coordinators a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. Um, and then last year, a guy named Ben Sandowski, who writes the app uh, Halide, Halide? It's mm-hmm. a camera app. I think it's Halide, yeah. I think it's Halide, yeah. I even talked to him at DubDub, and I can't remember. <clears throat> um, he wrote a post about... Um, using UI view controller subclasses as your uh, coordinators. And I can't remember the title of the post now, but it's uh, essentially using UI view controllers that have no view themselves to actually do your business logic, and you kick them off using lifecycle methods. So like on view did appear, or view will appear, you can kick off your your workflow and your child view controllers are the things that present hmm. the views. And so I've refactored most of my coordinators out. I think I still have two left. And that process actually had a bit of untangling for me to do. Um, the, the dynamic type work as well, I had to rebuild a lot of my views. Uh, I was using the the font mm-hmm. Avenir, which is bundled with a system, but not 
uh, not the system standard one and doesn't play with dynamic type super well. And I wanted that dynamic type stuff to come for free, really. So San Francisco was, was really the only choice for me. Um, I had to rebuild a lot of my views and constraints because I was just like, okay, I'm centering this thing and it's going to be fine and I don't have to worry about it. But now centered label in a, in a table view cell won't make it grow bigger if you've got it on the super, super large right. text size. So that was, that was fun. Um, it's been, it, it's been fun to work on and I'm really glad that it's out. And now I get to actually work on more fun stuff with iOS 13. Cause I'm excited to play with dark mode. I'm excited to play with the pencil kit, uh, iPad, iPad stuff. Now that I have an iPad app and then eventually when I get Catalina on my Mac, I want to play around with catalyst. I, w- I was hoping you would say you were going to rewrite it all in Swift UI, but clearly I'm just, that's my bias right now. Not that I've started with it yet. But. I've been tempted, and there are big swaths of the UI that I want to do. Because right now in parts it does feel like a big phone app. Mm-hmm. Um, because it kind of is a big phone app. But... <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it because it is. Exactly. And I touched on this a bit last month. But the when Swift UI came out, there was a big impulse in me just to burn it all to the ground and rewrite it on Swift UI. But then I couldn't release it until the fall. And I would never get an iOS 12 compatible version that runs on iPad. Yeah. And that kind of thing. So I kind of took the pragmatic approach of get this out. And especially with how buggy this beta cycle's been on iOS 13 and Catalina. I have not installed it on anything yet, and I'm really glad that I've held off because I don't want to lose any of my iCloud data. That makes a lot of sense. You sound annoyingly pragmatic about this. I feel annoyingly pragmatic. (laughs) Well, I hope you get to have fun with some of the ideas you've got coming up. Yeah, it's going to be good. Remind me um, if you have sort of a concise elevator pitch. Like, I play board games a fair bit with my family. Mm-hmm. Do I need Scorebook too? I I think so. Yeah, um, uh, Scorebook is a game or a game tracking app that lets you keep score and uh, keep track of the games that you've played. It lets you. Uh, add location and notes and pictures to your gameplays and keeps a historical running record of the games that you've played. So almost like a board game themed scrapbook. Essentially, yeah. Cool. And I'd love to add some sharing things or uh, ways to export your your entries into something like Day One or to some place that would let you make a print of something or right now there's like no social features. So Mm -hmm. sharing to, or I guess using the system share sheet to send you to Instagram or whatever. That's probably stuff I should look into. It's just a matter of time. It's, it's hard to find time. Yeah. I've got a lot of respect for you making time for this on top of your day job and whatever else is going on in life. I usually get max, an hour to an hour and a half in a day after the kids go to bed. That's kind of when I work on it. Although, last night, 
I needed to fix a crashing bug and update some screenshots. So when we got home, uh, I basically put the kids in front of Paw Patrol <laughs> and worked on stuff and got the app submitted while they were watching an episode of Paw Patrol. So I'm, I'm really a great dad that way. Yeah, there's a time for that. That crashing bug, I gotta say, I am, my inner tester soul is like really proud of you for catching that one. What I think I saw you say on social media is that the crash was from clean installs. Mm -hmm. And that's a really easy thing for developers to overlook. Like you, you build and run, build and run, build and run, and you've always got all your... All your data is like, already there. Exactly. You, you've you already gone through the, the first launch experience, and so you can easily introduce a bug that um, assumes all that data is there, and then it's suddenly unusable for everybody else on the planet <laughs> except for you. So I'm really glad you caught that one. Yeah, I'm... I'm guessing App Review would have not let that one go. <laughs> so yeah. the app would have probably it would not have hit the store in that condition. Um, but it was it was the the inner tester and you should be proud, but the inner engineer should probably be scorning me. Um, it was uh, when I launched Scorebook 1.6, which is the syncing update. Uh, I added a splash screen at the front to ask, "Do you want to turn on sync?" And the way that I had built the tab bar was that um, when all the views load, I lo I start fetching for data to fill the, the sidebar. And I decided with 2.0 that I wasn't going to prompt to ask. I was just going to nicely, if you had the app on your iPhone and you open up on your iPad the data is going to show up on your iPad without even asking. It's going to feel a lot more magical is my hope. But in doing that, I made assumptions that caused an infinite loop, which is really cool. So I had to, I had to undo or revert some of that to make it nicer. And I used a state machine, which is a technique I learned from Kurt on, at another Xcoders talk to bring it all the way around full circle. So, uh, yeah, that's I was really awesome. I was happy that I caught that. Yeah, slightly mortified that I had submitted it because I actually submitted the app for review and then I had to reject it myself. And I did all that while we were going to get Atticus from summer camp <laughs> in the car. So you know you're a real developer when you've self-rejected from the app store. Yes, absolutely. Well, congratulations again. I am really excited for your new release. Thank you. And I'm excited for your blog. It was an instant thanks. subscribe. Aw, thanks. All right. I think that's all we've got for the show today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the August talks, especially to see how mine comes together. And uh, we'll see everybody at Uxcoders. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.